previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. And I will give a shameless plug for my wife if anybody is interested in a picture book about our English bulldog that passed away a few years ago. You can find it on Amazon and it's called Today I Feel. It's a little picture book. It has a, he's in a suit. Look at that. That is adorable. Okay. You're lucky she's not part of this because that would be the ultimate Barry the lead of the episode. I often play second fiddle, so it's a, I'm used to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, join the club. <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Littles. <laughs> Reset. Roxy's board to zero right out of the gate. Reset the board to zero. <laughs> oh, man. How's that on switch treating you, Roxy? Oh. Now, that opening, just, uh, I got a better idea. Okay, so he sits there and plugging his wife's book, and he says, you can find it on Amazon. You know where else you can find it, Littles? Aaron'sbooks.com. I looked it up. Aaron'sbooks.com. Yep. You save 15%. Hello. Just use the code LLPOD. I mean, look, like, I, I, love, I love Amazon. Don't get me wrong. but why? I mean, it's convenient. Well, so is Aaron'sbooks.com. Absolutely. How is Aaron'sbooks.com not more <laughs> as convenient? Know. I mean, maybe you don't have like an account with them. but I, I'm still recovering from my little flub there. So, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> oh. good shape. We're, we're all good now, though. We can hear everyone. Okay, we're good. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna just start over. She's like, "Nope, keep it in, keep it in." All right, Roxy, let's get to the show. Lots going on. I mean, this past weekend was nutso. World Series. No more baseball. Very sad. No more Very baseball. Sad day. Not that I was watching much of it anyway. But yeah, you really weren't. Now, this was what I found interesting. First of all, congratulations, the Houston Astros. I mean, they. Hey, good team. Better team, I think. But what a great series. Let's just go yeah, there first. Yeah, it was. It Congratulations, really was. Phillies fan. I mean, I no know. one saw that coming. Mm-mm. I think they were the last team in, in the playoffs in the National League. They made it all the way to the World Series. Yeah. They won two games in the World Series against a great team. Yeah. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, I, the only thing I was wishing for, I was really rooting hard for the Phillies in game six, only because I wanted a game seven. Sure. That was me being sure. the selfish baseball fan. I didn't want baseball to be over. I wanted a big game seven. I know Major League Baseball didn't want it because it would go up against the NFL. But, you know, I mean, it was a good series. I mean, that's all you can say. I mean, you had everything, both teams. I mean, yeah. one night the Phillies are hitting five home runs. The next day oh my being, gosh. the Houston Astros are no hitting them. It's right. just, it's, it was absolutely crazy. The downer for me, though, I have to be honest, we were in a different bar. I was at Hurley's for one of the games, and there were definitely all Phillies fans in there. Rooting. Oh, Or they were yep. just Yankee fans who didn't want Houston to win. I don't know. You know, remember, Maybe. we're in New York, so that, there's some still yeah. a lot of yeah, animosity. Heart, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But we were out again, which we're going to get into because I want to talk about this. Okay. But we were there, and what, what's a bar called? Tavern? The Tavern. What's the... You know, Francis Tavern. Francis Tavern. Very historical place. Yes. Uh, and it's now turned into a tavern. It's a great place. I mean, it always was a tavern, but they've oh, modernized it. Right. But there were some major things that yeah, happened Yeah, our founding there. fathers were yeah. there yep. for something yeah, somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Look it up. I don't know. It's, it's a great place. <laughs> so they had the TVs on, obviously, and mm-hmm. it was just quiet. I mean, they didn't have the sound up because, you know, they had live music playing and right. stuff. But the people that were in that tavern they were, were not, not there to watch the ball game. At all. At all. They were there to drink and listen to the live music. Well, and or talk like we were. Right. Because we met a dear group of friends, uh-huh. and we have to get into this because this is a very cool thing. They do this every year, and it's different. I asked specifically because this happened to fall on Saturday, which was the day before the New York City Marathon. Yeah. So I thought, oh, how coincidental. How did I never pick up on this? But I asked our friend Demir. I'm going to mm-hmm. say their names. I don't care. Uh <laughs> 
he uh i asked him specifically he said no it's usually in october but because they just got back from their trip to argentina they went to argentina amazing yeah they said he postponed it till november this year but i thought how cool was it that it happened to be the day before the new york city marathon yeah now the reason for that this is what they call littles the broadway walk Uh uh-huh and where do they start a hundred and they start way at up. the very last stop on the one train. Yeah, that's where it is. All uh-huh. the way up past the Bronx, all the way up there. They walk from there down Broadway. All the way. All the way down. All the way. All down. the way down the island of Manhattan. It takes them all day. Yep. But uh, it's, I've always wanted to do it, but they always happen to do it when I'm in rehearsal. So I right. usually can only meet up for drinks after. Yeah, and then they do dinner and drinks afterwards. Yeah. And so we usually meet. Now one year, I think it might have been last year. I don't remember when it was because I used to always be in. I used to always have two shows. Yeah. So I could never do it either. They didn't do it COVID year, obviously. Right. Last so it must year. Have been last year. So last year I kind of cheated. I met them halfway. <laughs> I they picked me up at Columbus Circle, yeah. which is right near where we live. Yeah. Uh, so they were about halfway done, maybe, maybe not quite. I don't know exactly yeah, what the mileage. That. Would be, mm-hmm. but I did the rest of it, and it was just a lot of fun. I mean, it's yeah. long and it's yeah. tiring and stuff, but uh, and they take breaks. It's not like, and they're not doing it for time because I even asked him. I said, "How long did it take you?" And he told me. I honestly don't remember exactly the time it was, but I said, "Is that your best time or whatever?" Mm-hmm. And it just varies. It depends on the group because it's a different group of people every year. They just invite uh, they invite all their friends, yeah, and whoever can make it can make it, yep. and who can't can't. So they it varies from year to year. So like this year, they stopped for like an hour and a half for brunch because mm-hmm. they start in the morning. They have to start they start at like ten a.m., ten thirty, something, something like that. Something like that. So around one, they stop for brunch, and it, depending on the group, what they want to get, you know, kind of sometimes it's an hour, sometimes it's an hour and a half, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then they, they said they make another major stop for like a half hour for like a bathroom break and get wa- more yeah. water and stuff like that. I don't know. I just think it's a cool thing. And I mean, talk about seeing Manhattan, the island of Manhattan. Wow. What better way than just to go walk it down Broadway? Because yeah. eventually you're going right through Times Square and yep. stuff. Yep. And uh, it's just a really cool thing. So we got to meet them at the end. And that's where we saw the World Series where, as we all know by now, the Houston Astros took it in six. Great. Yep. So congratulations, Mary Faye Randolph, Michelle Pendleton. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a few others I'm forgetting. I apologize, Littles. But we know you were rooting hard for your Houston Astros. So now. This is weird. We don't do this ever, Littles, but we're talking sports today. Yep. Because I got hosed. You know, I think Wilbon's the one that always says, I'm going to not bet against Brady until he proves to me that he won't beat me or whatever. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. Well, Tiny Chuck and Chuck here do our picks every week as we have our own little private thing that we do. And I chose an upset special. I took the Rams beating Brady and (laughs) the Buccaneers. And they had the game. They had yeah, the game. And yeah. I mean, I think Bob Sproul posted something about this on one on his Facebook. He had 44 seconds to go like 60. I thought it was more like 80 yards, to be right. honest. But no timeouts. And he does it. It's yeah. just it's ridiculous. I, I know he's 45, I think. And it's just mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous. I mean, I know he's having a terrible season. And he has a lot of stuff going on in his personal life. Yeah. But I mean, if you got to see that live, Littles, I mean, that was just amazing. I hated it, of course, because here I'm reading. <laughs> I was torn because, I mean, he's obviously our quarterback in the guillotine league. And I know you have him on fantasy and stuff like that. And he hadn't scored any touch. They hadn't put the ball in the no. end zone the whole game. No. 44 seconds. Now, that's what brings me to the next thing that I don't understand is if they can do that, then why don't they do that at the start of the game? Why right. don't they just go into that rush offense and score in 44 seconds? I know they'll tire themselves out, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Well, and some people do better under extreme pressure. It, always just blows my mind him i don't know i i think he knows when to pull it out i guess but it's i don't know i don't it's amazing to me that you know in the third quarter somewhere when you're down three touchdowns and you're running against the clock or you just can't pull that out 
I mean, you know what? Be generous to yourself. Take a minute. Right. Why 44 seconds? Don't right. rush it. Right. Take a minute. Right. I mean, it's like, but still, it's, it's crazy. Like the whole game, they're trying to score and they can't. And all of a sudden, and I, I get part of it's the defense is tired. They've been playing the whole game. But still, it's just, it's, um, yeah. you would think they would try to pull that out a series before that, I guess, or something right. like that. Right. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to some more stuff. Now, we just got some interesting news over the weekend as well. We have HBO Max now, Roxy, apparently. Well, <laughs> Yes. Your parents got My it. My parents got it because and we share a lot of this. And stuff, yeah. yeah, and they're sharing their code. We're gonna use the code <laughs> to get into HBO Max ourselves. And I think the main reason why my mom wanted to get HBO Max was because the Christmas story. Yes. The Christmas story is coming back. It's being revived. There is a, this. not a revival. I would, no, no, I would say a, like it's a, a sequel. A sequel, right. And I think they tried to do this once it before. Says Ralphie returned. Oh, they've tried it numerous times. They've I've tried, heard. I didn't know that. not with the same actors. Oh, so okay. It's the same actors uh-huh. playing these roles. And I think the premise is to pay homage to his father. Mm-hmm. And I think it's his, he's bringing his kids to this house that he grew up in mm-hmm. to have a Christmas story. Well, I think. I don't so know. So we're going to watch it and okay. I'm excited. Well, we'll give it our, what do we do? Four or five trees? trees. Something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know, but I don't know. Uh, I'm a little, I just hope it's good uh, or at least decent. Well, I, think I always get worried about it's these things. promising knowing that the actors, the same actors are involved. It'll be interesting to see if it's better than the Rockettes movie or not. <laughs> That's what I'm going to... They're going head to head. Oh, wow. As far as I'm concerned. Wow. Well, and then you've got the Santa Claus TV series coming out. I think it's on Disney Plus what? with Tim Allen. Yes. Okay, these are things. That's not on HBO Max, though, right? That's on something no, else. No, I think that's Disney okay. Plus. All right. I was just excited. I was like, HBO Max now. So, Little, start mm-hmm. sending us your requests in because I'm sure there's stuff that we were supposed to be watching. Right. But we said we didn't because yep. we didn't. I haven't even clicked on it. So, I haven't. No, I haven't even put it on the TV. Okay, yet. so we'll have to try to start searching around to find some stuff because mm-hmm. I know there's some really good stuff on HBO Max yeah. that we just haven't been privy to because right. we, we didn't have it. had it. So, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, we have it for a little while at least. I it's think a they're doing a trial period, trial period right. and then. They'll right. see if they like it and if they want to keep it. Maybe we can give the code away as one of our prizes for the toy <laughs> hole. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we won't do that, mom and dad. We promise. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. We need to get out of here already. But before, real quick, couple thank yous. Greg Smallwood, Debbie Mittman sent us some snail mail. Yeah. And it was really sweet. Oh, really sweet. Thank uh, you so, so thank much. Thank you so much. That was really sweet of you. All right, Roxy. We have a Meet the Littles guest that was very excited to meet us. Yes. That's all we're going to say. <laughs> we'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. Je m'appelle Kristen LeBlanc et vous écoutez à Chuck and Roxy sur le Loyal Littles podcast. episode by john michael hersey and this song is called all in your mind now if you like what you hear the best place to reach him is on his website johnmichaelhersey.com or on his youtube channel just search john michael hersey that's h-e-r-s-e-y 
And as always, we'll play the full song, All In Your Mind, at the end of the podcast. All the things you think that you need And what you think it means to succeed Only thinking makes it all so All you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles and Roxy Chuck. Another fantastic, fun, fabulous episode. Wow. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, please welcome to the podcast, Brian Ricca. Hey, Brian, how's it going? I am great. Like right. this, I seriously cannot believe this is happening. I think <laughs> when, I, when one of you DM'd me and said, Do you want to actually be on the show? I freaked out just because. Literally, I heard Meredith Bootsy did a bump one of the episodes Mm -hmm. in the past couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And it was a total David Aldridge moment because, and although this never got read on the air, I did email the big show about this. I worked with her mother when I was the superintendent of schools in Montpelier Public Schools. Her mother is named, because she was born on Halloween, Spooky, Spooky Bootsy. And actually, the connection went further... (laughs) Because she, Meredith, used to be the official lacrosse coach of the Tony Kornheiser show when she was coaching at Kenyon College. She sent me a shirt. I have a shirt that says Kenyon College lacrosse because I walked into the office one day and I said, just, of course, the connective tissue of the show. I'm like, Spooky, what are the chances that your daughter listens to the Tony Corn? And I think it was still the show, right? I think it was still during the five days a week, Uh either podcast or radio show. And she looked at me so funny. She said, how do you know that she listens to that show? <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> the only way I could know is because she's the official women's lacrosse coach of the Tony Corner show. She puts two hands on the desk. She goes, you're a little, you listen to that show too? I'm like, I absolutely am. So Meredith Bootsy sent me a Kenyan lacrosse. It's upstairs. I have a Kenyan lacrosse shirt. A long sleeve white shirt that I wear proudly. Oh my god. And everybody's like, How the hell do you know anybody about from Kenyon Lacrosse? I'm like, Well, let me tell you how I know somebody who used to coach Kenyon Lacrosse. And of course their eyes glaze over. They don't get it, but you know, obviously people who are in this world totally get it. So yeah, I'm listening, I'm going, There's no way that's Meredith Bootsy. So yeah, I'm like, Oh my god, that's hilarious. So when you wrote back, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. That's too funny. Oh, my gosh. That's got to be the greatest intro story we've ever had on the podcast. (laughs) I mean, that's just amazing. And we love Meredith Bootsy. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, She's a rock star. Awesome guest. Awesome stories. All right. Well, listen, Brian, we've already... We're kind of already halfway through here, I feel like, but you need to take us back. We need to meet you. So take us back to the beginning. Where'd you grow up? All that kind of stuff. Sure. So I was born in New York City on the island of Manhattan and grew up in lower Westchester County in Mount Vernon, New York. After graduation from high school, I was an undergrad at Holy Cross in Worcester, Mass. And then I joined a small volunteer program that unfortunately doesn't exist anymore called Inner City Teaching Corps. It puts recent college graduates into um, high-need schools on usually the west and or south sides of Chicago. I was out there for four years, and at the beginning of my fourth year, this wonderful redhead teacher moved right in next door. She (laughs) stole my heart, and I moved. She was from Vermont, so after we got married, we moved to Vermont, and I lived for 15 years in Vermont, and then just actually in June, we moved back to um, Massachusetts for some... I would say we did love Vermont so much, but one of the things that Vermont doesn't have that we really want for our boys is diversity Mm -hmm. and to grow 
and be around people that don't always look like them. Mm -hmm. So we just moved in July. Uh, So I've got a new job. I'm the superintendent of schools in East Greenwich. Our boys are settling in and my wife has a wonderful business. She runs her own business. She's a reading specialist and all she needs based after uh, COVID is an internet connection. So she literally just has plugged her computer into uh, a new internet port and she's been able to continue on. Okay, so well, let's start dissecting that then. I mean, you're not going to know this, but I have I had lots of relatives up in Mount Vernon. How, you were just there as a kid though, right? I was there from, until I was 18 years old, yeah. And yes. wh- when you went to college, you went to Holy Cross. Where, what did you major in and all that stuff? Oh, interesting, yeah. So I was a religious studies major and an anthropology minor. At the time, Holy Cross did not have an education degree. They do now. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking at the time, maybe I would go back. I went to Iona Prep for high school. um, And I was thinking maybe I would go back there and teach religion at my old high school. Mm -hmm. But the Jesuits are big on service. And one of their mottos is educating young men and women for others. And so the bug of service bit me. And that's how I got into volunteering. And that's what brought me to Chicago. Wow. Now, normally I'd say, oh, that's surprising. It's not surprising. I mean, how many, we've had so many littles. Like in religious fields. In religious fields. Yeah. And as I've said, we're not just talking about the Reverend Mark Schaefer here. Right. I mean, (laughs) that's the most probably well-known one because we hear his emails all the time on the big show. Yes, for sure. But I'm telling you, if you, I know you were also off air, told us you're a fairly new loyal listener. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am. Like you said, just because you heard that bumper from Meredith. Now, you said you worked with her mother, right? I did, yes. So Meredith's mom, at the time, she's now retired. She was the administrative assistant in the Department of Special Education in Montpelier Public Schools. So this is in Vermont. Um, She's in Ohio. You heard her bumper on our podcast, and here we are. Yeah, so exactly. And as you mentioned, I am new to this podcast. I am definitely what I would consider a loyal little And when I heard her bump, I either tweeted at her or I replied to one of the tweets that you at the Loyal Littles had put out Uh there. And I said, oh, my gosh, this has got to be my David Aldridge moment because (laughs) I know Meredith Bootsy. And I literally was in the car and I said out loud, oh, my God, I know her. (laughs) So, of course, nobody in particular because nobody's in the car with me. Love it. Um, Right. And then I've direct messaged her and then I saw your tweet and I'm like, does this count as my David Aldridge moment? And then one of you two direct messaged me and asked me to be on and I said I would totally be humbled. This is one of the coolest things I've ever done. Oh my God, this is so great. I love this. Now, have you heard her episode yet though? I have not. You'll have heard to go back. Episode. No, and for sure. Take a listen to her. It's fantastic. We loved that. Ep- well, we love them all, of course, but she's fantastic. We love Meredith Bootsy. And we just love saying the name and everything, too. So, because of course, the, the Absol- whole thing. It's, a, it's such a fun name. You'll have, well, you'll have to go back before that because Chuck, of course, totally butchered it. I mean, I, I don't even remember what I said. I don't want to remember what I said, <laughs> but I totally butchered it. She was a sweetheart about it. She was like, no problems. Don't worry. Everyone does it, blah, blah, blah. And then she went into the whole pizza thing and all that kind of stuff the double z you know all that stuff anyway yes meredith bootsy was episode 160 160 okay all right i'm gonna write that down and i'm gonna find it 160 yeah yeah it's a good time all right so now let's get into your fandom and all that stuff because you moved around quite a bit what's your favorite sport favorite teams things like that. so i will say with you know a great deal of humility that i am a new york sports fan through and through i know that that doesn't land always very well on this podcast (laughs) I am Yankees, I am Giants, I am Rangers, and I'm less so Knicks. 
we have two boys, 16 and 14, and they are humongous basketball fans. Uh-huh. And I do prefer college basketball way more than pro. I yeah. think college basketball is way more the way basketball needs to be played and less one on five and less mm-hmm. egos, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But because my boys love professional basketball, I've kept more of an eye on the Knicks in the past couple of years than I have in years past. Ah, um, I see. I definitely am more... College basketball is a little bit closer to the way that I believe basketball should be played. Mm-hmm. I was Absolutely. never a good enough athlete to make varsity in either baseball or basketball, which are the two sports that I played. I never played football. So I officiate basketball and I umpire baseball. Oh, wow. um, and so I really like basketball. I like college basketball so much more because it looks like basketball to me the way that I would officiate it. You yeah. know, And I think pro basketball is a little more hey, that was four steps. Hey, that was five steps. Yes. But it's LeBron, so it's okay. Uh-huh. Hey, he, you know, hey, he really palmed the ball right there, and the ball fully came to rest while his hand was underneath it. Yep. But because we're paying millions and millions of dollars to have Coca-Cola advertise, yep. and we don't want another timeout right now, we're going to let it go. Yep. And it's Plus, I have two boys who are learning to play the game, and they'll look and go, well, how come that was a charge? And when we get it, it's not a charge. I'm right. like, you guys, as Tony always says, the answer to everything is the it's almighty money. dollar. Yeah. It's money. Yeah. Right? I mean, That's what it is. It is. And Roxy, Brian doesn't sound bitter here or anything, not does he? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I no, look, no. I'm with you 100,000 bazillion percent. It's exactly what that's why I like college basketball, too. Mm-hmm. I do have a team. And actually, the out of the New York teams, my soft spot is kind of for the Knicks. And maybe the Islanders are so terrible. I don't know, but I agree 100%. That's why I don't even really follow NBA until the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Which are also like three and a half months. It's like it starts in March, it feels like, and they're over in June. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the other thing with Tony, because I'll watch PTI with Chuck. It's so funny. I know we're in basketball season when we get through watching PTI within like 10, 15 minutes because all they're talking about is basketball. Basketball. Yeah. 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 And Tony hates it. And it's Wilbon's thing. And yeah. Especially I love when he'll say on the big show something like, ah, oh, Wilbon's going to make me talk about this today. And yeah. I want to talk about this. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I love it. I do. I yeah. love their I love their dynamic. It's yeah. tremendous. Yeah. yeah. And that's probably what makes them so great together because, oh, like no you said, he, he doesn't care about that. But then there's things that Wilbon could care less about. Right. Like the, sure. I mean, he cares about it, but Tony's it's really different. into it, mm-hmm. like the golf and all that stuff. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Wow, that's amazing. All right. So, and I love, notice how he just said the Giants, Roxy. Right. He not, did not give them a state affiliation nope. to anybody. Nothing <laughs> like that. I love Correct. that. Correct. That's great. Correct. That's great. I'm well aware of their, of their geographic location. <laughs> now, I'm well aware. Can we go there for 30 seconds? It's probably going to be longer than 30 seconds. No, of because course. look, I'm open to suggestions. I'm open to critique i can you know. feel the eye rolls from our listeners no 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 right no, no, no 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 i'm actually <laughs> going there i'm gonna put myself down here a little bit because okay. this is the best argument i've heard it was actually cool on claire because uh-huh. she's furious about it yeah she doesn't make it that public but she hates well don hammock's another one i think because yeah. he wrote an email in but she's the one that kind of got me to the point where she's like chuck you have my problem is she goes you think it's new york state giants new york state jets She's saying, if you think of it as the New York City Giants and Jets, you'll be okay with it. Now, that's not true because I'm still not okay with it. But it did give me a little bit more of an insight. And I'm look, I'm open. I'm open. I'm listening. I'm, and I will say that made it a little bit easier for me 
to think about it that because way because proximity to yeah the because city. they're only six miles from this right. you know not even right sometimes exactly. they're closer right. to us than Brooklyn well of course so. right right correct it, absolutely correct. yeah yeah I just yeah. still have and a problem with it and I totally get it and for me it was that's what we watched on Sunday afternoon when we got home from church mm-hmm. and had lunch and before we did homework yeah. I mean that was our Sunday sure. our Sunday routine yeah. in our house was get home from church. Everybody had lunch. Every, you know, we got to watch usually the Giants were the one o'clock game for the most part, mm-hmm. right up until halftime. And then everybody was off to do their homework. Right. Um, right. You know, I've only been to four games in my life and I just turned 48 in October. And the fourth game, I actually just got a chance to go to see the Giants play the Bears this season at Giants Stadium. Something that would not have been possible if we were still living in Vermont. Right. And that, that was honestly another thing for us as a family. Again, we love, love, love Vermont. It mm-hmm. was such a, an amazing place to raise our kids, but it's so far from almost everything, right. you know? I mean, where we live right now, my oldest son and I got two tickets. My old board chair threw two tickets towards me, and I said, I actually can do it. We left the house at 7. And I think we pulled back in at eight. It was so easy, right down 91, right to 95, right to the game, and then turned around and came right back, Right. which wouldn't have been possible if we were living in Vermont. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, I get that. I'm, I'm about your age and never been to one, believe it yeah. or not. So really? I'm more of a baseball guy. Baseball is my mm-hmm. thing. Okay. There you go. So yep. spe- speaking yep. of real quick, what's your take? Did you like the World Series? Did you hate it? Did you not even watch it? I watched every minute of it. Well, I shouldn't say every minute of it. You know, my, I will say I have a tough time swallowing the Houston Astros winning Mm -hmm. simply because of the cheating scandal. Mm -hmm. The only redeeming quality, and and I was saying this to my son, I love Dusty Baker. I mean, how can you not Mm -hmm. love Dusty Baker? And I think he brought credibility to that team. He brought some gravitas to that team. And he brought, obviously, all of his baseball wisdom to that team. And so... I can be okay with them winning simply because Dusty Baker is the manager and he had never won. And of course, during the broadcast, they're going back over, gosh, what year was it that it was Giants Angels and the Giants were up, right? And they lost two in a row at home, blew a lead late, right? In game six and then lost game seven. And of course, because I lived in Chicago for 10 years, he was with the Cubs too. So Mm -hmm. I can be okay with the fact that the Astros won. Um, Simply like, oh, because love it. it is catching on. I'll help it catch on. Um, <laughs> simply because Dusty Baker was there. And yeah. I think yeah. you got to say it, their pitching was dominant. Yeah. I mean, the Yankees looked feeble. They yeah. really did. Even though I wanted them to have more in there, like they just, they looked feeble. And, and they did the same thing to the Phillies. Even though their bats were huge in a couple of games, their pitching was just, oh, their absolutely. pitching was well, better. Second no hitter yeah. ever. And I know right. a lot of people are yeah. disputing a four person no hitter, but still. No hits. No yeah. hits. You know, to right? a team no that, hits. that hit five right. home runs the night before. Or, exactly. You know, right before. Exactly. Yeah. yeah yep. it's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, listen, we've got a lot more to get into. Uh, you can stick around, right? Absolutely. All right. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Ross. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are lucky enough to have Brian here. And we had so much going on. We didn't even get into your fandom about TK. How did you become a little and all that stuff? So I remember watching TK a hundred years ago on the original sports reporters. And I thought that was just such a fun show. I really enjoyed a lot of the back and forth that he had. 
I don't remember Wilbon as much, although I know that he was on. Well, he's pretty forgettable. You know, he's... from time to time, here's another. <laughs> I have a small world connection with Wilbon in that I taught at St. Ignatius College Prep for four years, wow. which is where Mike Wilbon graduated from high school yes. in Chicago, Illinois. Wow. We were not there. We did not cross paths, mm-hmm. but small world connection with Chicago and Wilbon. One of my roommates after I finished volunteering was also a fan of Tony Kornheiser, and he actually wrote away and got me a signed copy of I'm Back for More Cash. Wow. And at that time, so that was one of my, that was a birthday gift from, uh, he was, this guy, Rich Kumo, was one of the best men in our wedding. And then I started listening, and it was way back in the days when Dan the Duke Davis would mm-hmm. do the sports scores, you know, like he would throw it to Dan the Duke Davis. It was on ESPN radio. And I just followed him from that iteration to when it was non-ESPN affiliated to when it became a podcast. And then obviously in its current iteration where he's got it all on his own. And I actually, I wrote in, I've written in a couple of times. I will say that I'm pretty proud. I think I've had three or four read on the air. Oh, nice. But one of my favorite ones was, remember the problem that Tony had in Delaware with his water bill? Oh, of course. Yeah. I had a similar problem. And so I wrote in to share that when I brought my problem to the local (laughs) select board and I was questioned by our local elected officials. One of the elected officials asked me, and this is true, it was on the record, do you have a cat? Because I've seen YouTube videos of cats turning on faucets and leaving them running during the day. Um, Wait, and then just happen to turn them off before you come home? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was such an inane question. Um, But happy to share that was the name of that episode. Do you have a cat was the name of a podcast episode because of my email that was read on the air. Now, the second part of that email, which was not read that day. Tony actually started with the following day when he, you know how he does his intro, you know, talks about whatever's on his mind. Now I do have to set this up a little, if you'll allow me, I, this was, I think still during COVID or it was around COVID time. And I was taking my son, Patrick and a couple of his friends were practicing basketball. And, you know, we, we had to all be in pods. So like I could only drive certain kids in our car. It Mm -hmm. was still early in that time. Mm -hmm. And so I had my son and his friend Chase and he's an important player in this, in the car. And we were early to the practice, so we were listening to the podcast. And so as we're listening to the podcast live, Tony says something to the effect of, and I have to start today's episode with the second part of an email from Brian Ricca of Williston, Vermont. And we're all like, we all stop. And we're looking at each other like, oh my God, I really can't believe this is happening. And he goes on to share the second part of that email, which was Chase's dad, Brendan Leonard, at the time was the CEO of the YMCA in Burlington, Vermont, which ran the summer program at Camp Abnaki, which is the summer program that Mike from Burke, Virginia, wrote in to say that he attended. (laughs) And I have the guy's kid in the car with me when this second part of the original email, do you have a cat, was read, you know, it's just literally like, we're all staring at each other in the car going, are you kidding me? And I know to this day that Chase Leonard is still a little because his mother told me that he has it downloaded on his phone and he is a loyal little and he listens to the podcast. My boys don't do it on their own. My boys do it and they humor me when they're in the car with me. But yeah, that was one of the total small world moments. Not only the fact that it was read on the air, but when it was read, I was sitting in the vehicle with the son of the guy 
I was referring to, whose organization still runs Camp Abnaki, which was attended to by, of all people, Mike from Burke, Virginia. Well, speaking of... Well, who, Mike from Burke, Virginia, his episode, number 34. Number 34. Boom! <laughs> who that's from awesome. Burke, Virginia? Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. that's what, The title is Who from Burke, Virginia? Now, he doesn't the live there anymore. One. You know that, right? I did hear that. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Yep. I, off the top of my head, I can't think of what it is. But yes. it's, uh, I can't think of it either. Yeah. But it, no, I yeah. did hear that. I think I must have heard it on the big show. Yeah. Yeah. And all, all his stuff now says something where he is, Mike from blah, blah, blank. And it says formerly of. Formerly of Burke, Virginia. <laughs> right. yeah. Now, yep. Chase, is he still, how old is he? So Chase is 16. He's just, he's as old as my oldest son, Patrick. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, if yes. he's listening, if he can get his parents permission, we'd love to have him come on the podcast. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. How absolutely. Would that would that definitely would be, be awesome. our, our youngest yes. loyal listener that yes. we've ever had. <laughs> that would be uh, fabulous. But you're saying he's a, a little, like he he literally listens to the podcast all, every day? He listens to the podcast, yes. He is a loyal little of the big show. Now, absolutely. are either his yes. parents littles, do you think? I don't think his parents are littles. Wow. Um, but I That's do. so we interesting. Saw yeah, we saw his family recently. They came down to visit us, and we were talking about that. And his mom, Susan, said, yes, I know that he listens to Tony Kornheiser because I see it on his phone. <laughs> wow, that's so great. That's awesome. <laughs> you have to, yeah. That is awesome. That's amazing. All right. Well, Brian, my gosh, this has been fantastic. I, we can't get let you get away, though, without any uh, fun, dumb questions. We hope that's okay. Absolutely. I'm ready. All right, Roxy, you want to start us off? Sure. Who would play you in a movie of your life? I mean, this is just too much, but I would love it if it was Tom Hanks. That might be too much, but I love Tom Hanks. Yeah, so I'm such going, a huge fan. Yeah, he's you're, great. You're going right for the Oscar, apparently. You know, yeah. Absolutely. We were Absolutely. joking. Who was the, uh, might have been Meredith Bootsy, that we said, it, who would play? And she's like, oh, I don't really know. I'm like, well, then you got to go for like Glenn Close, right? Because then you'll most likely totally. be, definitely be nominated. Right, right. You know? hey, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's right. It's like, at least you got a shot, Yeah. right? That's right. Um would you rather win an Olympic medal, an Academy Award, or the Nobel Peace Prize? Speaking of Oscars. Uh, Nobel Peace Prize. Okay, great. Okay. What's is that because of the prize money, or what is Is that just for the, it's for the title? Um, right? Well, it goes back to what I had said earlier. I mean, I try to live a life in service to others, and I think yeah. that would really be a culmination of someone noticing that. Although I never think I'm going to actually win one, but if I had a choice of those three, that's what I would love to win. Mm. Oh, that's excellent. Mm -hmm. Yep. What's your favorite season? Summer. I love the beach. I mean, just the thing that, that bothers me the most when we come back from vacation, and this is going to sound trivial, but is the fact that I have to put on socks. <laughs> I love walking around with flip-flops. I love sand in my toes. I love not having socks on at all. And that mm -hmm. first day going back to work and putting on socks, I definitely look down at my feet and I'm like, damn, I'm really sorry. <laughs> See, Roxy? I love that. I'm identical. She, she's laughing because she's, yeah, that's me. Yep. <laughs> Love it. All right. Who's your celebrity crush? Wow. I've been watching a lot of the newsroom lately, reruns. I'm a huge fan of Aaron Sorkin. And so I think I'd have to say Olivia Munn. Okay. okay. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Wow. That's a really good one. I think I would say it's come from my wife. She has always been the one to push me towards what I don't think I can do. She was the one who saw me being a superintendent before I became a superintendent or even applied for one. Mm -hmm. She's the one who I'm a solo pilot right now. I can fly by myself in a single engine Cessna. She's the one who. Yeah. Bury the lead moment. This bury the lead moment. It's been brought to you by Aaron'sBooks.com. <laughs> Go to Aaron'sBooks.com and use the code. LLPod. Okay. 
<laughs> let's let's hold there for. A second. I'm sorry. What? You can fly what? Yeah, I can fly a single engine Cessna as long as I'm the only one who's in the plane right now. What what is that? Okay, exactly? so it it's sounds a two, like a fighter so pilot it. thing, but nope. I don't think it is. Okay. No, okay, so it's a two seater. Prop plane, gotcha. Prop, plane. Uh, okay. you know, prop on the front, fixed landing gear. So mm -hmm. if you were to see me flying, you're gonna say, "Oh, the gear's down the whole time. The gear's always down." Like the Red yeah. Baron, and, right? Yes. Snoopy. Yes. What Snoopy yes. fly? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Wow. So yeah, and I've been an aviation geek for a really long time. I first flew commercial when I was five with my dad going out to Illinois to visit his brother. And I mean, this is another obscure. I don't know if either of you ever. You, I'm sure you flew United, but at some point. When I was living in Chicago, I would regularly fly home to New York to see my family. Mm -hmm. And I would love to fly in United because either Channel 8 or Channel 9, when they used to have the headsets that plugged into the seat, yeah. you could yep. listen to the air traffic control yes. yep. channel. Yep. And so I actually did that. I would choose to fly United as long as it was within reasonable you know, amount of other options just so I could listen to Channel 8 or Channel 9 wow. when I would fly. That's so cool. Okay. Um, now, I have to yeah. ask. Because again, we we're very similar, so it's a little weird. Because I this have awesome. that now. Look, I'm never gonna do what you. That's the whole getting your license and flying solo. I don't think I could do that. I don't think I'm really. Yeah, I don't think I'm. Yeah, but I love the flight simulators. Remember those computers? Oh yes. Now, did yes. you ever get into that? I had a student. Yeah, so I had a student back in the early early days of Microsoft, like the big PCs with the huge monitors that had a ton of stuff in the back. I did a Microsoft flight simulator that actually one of my students gave me, but that was a really, really long time yeah, ago. I haven't Windows done much 95. since then. That yes, thing. absolutely. So yes. this is hilarious. On the Annie tour, what we used to do in the pit, because there was another guy, he's now actually associate conductor on Wicked here in New York. He was even into it more than I was, but we would love these flights. Similar. I would do dumb stuff like take off at JFK and try to land at LaGuardia. But I would just do stupid crap like that. But no, what he would always try to time out the length of the show so we could take off right before we started the show. And we'd nice. watch it the whole time. And he'd fly to like Fort Lauderdale or Orlando or something That's from New York. amazing. Because the flight time was right around when the curtain was just about to come down and he would That's land. perfect, yeah. Now, a lot of people think this is so boring because it's you're just sitting there for three hours. But That's I don't amazing. know. There was something about it that I just. That's really cool. I just found it so cool. And I don't know, just the whole. I just don't think I will I tell you, Chuck, there are ferry flights between JFK and LaGuardia, Wait, just stop. so you know. Really? No. Really? Yeah. So, like, Why? think about it. Uh, okay. So, here's what will happen. Let's think of a big. So, JetBlue has a huge presence at both airports, right? Yeah. yeah. And let's say <laughs> that a flight got canceled coming in from wherever, Pittsburgh, and there's an extra JetBlue. They only fly two types, either Embraer 190s. Oh, actually, they have a new one, too. They have a Airbus 220. But for a while, they only had two airplane types, the Embraer 190 and the Airbus 320. They have an Embraer 190 sitting at JFK that's not being used until tomorrow afternoon. They would put a pilot on it who still has enough time and hours, fly it over to LaGuardia so that they could put it actually in Stop service. It. There'll be no people. There'll be right, no people. No, of course. On it. If you use – what's the website that I love to goof around on? 
Do you know about flightaware.com? Yeah. Chuck? I don't. That's how I track Chuck's flights when he's on tour. So oh. there you go. So yeah, I know yeah, where yeah. he is, except for the day That's... of my proposal. So I didn't right. know that he was not Perfect. on the flight. So Perfect. He wow. gave me a decoy yeah. flight to track. Wait, wait. <laughs> Very nice. So that's so amazing and so they actually yeah that's so funny so you could see on flightaware.com if you ever just hover on jfk and, yeah. and click through the arrivals and departures on jfk every once in a while you'll see like a ferry flight to even newark either newark or laguardia well, or that, sometimes yeah. to philly but still, sure wow. yeah, but that's yeah. actually silly too now that you think about it, but yeah. wow so they yep. actually just shuttle you know i'm surprised they haven't figured out a way to make money off of that honestly because it's obviously much quicker than if you had to take ground transportation from oh one to the for other, sure you know absolutely yeah absolutely wow. for sure for that's sure that's so funny wow okay so going back so your wife has been the one yes. to keep pushing so she, you towards yeah things. so she got me flight lessons while we wow. were still living in vermont she gave it to me as a valentine's day gift i had hoped to finish all and be a fully fledged private pilot, but I still have some more hours to do. But I talked to my flight instructor from Vermont and I have all my hours in my logbook. So once we really get settled here in Massachusetts, I am going to be looking to keep going. And it really isn't. I was always put off because I thought it would be super expensive. It's really not as expensive as you might think. And if you essentially join a club, uh-huh. which is just the people who are flying at the airport, you get your own insurance. So I have my own insurance. And you essentially, as part of a club, like you pay dues, we did in Vermont every quarter. And then at the end, when I was a solo pilot, I could just go up. It's an online system. I sign out the airplane for a couple of hours. I go up. I've got my own headset. I have my own logbook. I know the frequencies. I know what I'm doing. I just get up there and I and I go fly for a couple of hours. Wow. It's really amazing. And it's okay. not, it's expensive, but it, it's not like uber expensive. Right, right. Okay, but for the record, that's something you could have yeah. put on the form. Just, I'm just throwing that out there. No, I'm just kidding. Fair enough. Yes, fair enough. All that's right. true. Well, a yes, couple more real quick because we're almost out of time. What's a sure. special hidden talent that you have that no one else knows about? I think we just answered that, maybe. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a solo pilot. I, that's I, amazing. I can fly myself on a single-engine Cessna with a limited range, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a solo pilot, licensed solo pilot. Now, how, how, is there, how much time would it take to so you could take your wife up once? That's a really good question. So I haven't totally looked into that, although okay. that is something that once we get settled, I really want to look into. Mm-hmm. I do have to take a written test. I have to do what's called a check ride, and I do need to do a couple more. There are a couple more items on the checklist, like I need a night flight and a few more hours. But oh, right. um, that makes sense. Yeah, I've got them all in my logbook, and they don't expire. So as long as wow. I keep going, I'll be able to get there. All right. What's the most courageous thing you've ever done? We figured that out. All right. What's <laughs> yeah. next? What do you got, Roxy? <laughs> oh gosh. Which TV family is most like your own? Oh, this could be. That's a good one. Right? Huh. That's a good one. I heard it the other day, and it's not entirely true, but I think we have as much fun as the Goldbergs do. Nice. And I did. I will I will be honest. I heard the previous listener, and I'm sorry I don't remember their name, cite the Goldbergs. And we haven't really kept up with it. We did. We watched it a lot during COVID. But yeah, I've got, uh, I've got two boys. We don't have a grandparent living in, but I hope we're as much fun as they are because they seem to have a lot of fun. Yeah. And they obviously love each other. And I think that's, that's the other thing about TK that I think you would only get to know on the podcast. And I've said this to my own son. I mean, come on. He gets to go to work and sit with his son all day. And you know he totally loves that. And he tries to be the old bald curmudgeon. But he, you know, listen to the way that he talks. This is my dear friend. Oh, I got a note from a dear. I mean, 
it's clear that relationships are super important yeah. to him. And he loves the moments where the interconnection comes in and he's really humble about it. But I know it means a ton to him. And he said it the other day on the big show, you don't get that on television. You don't get that level of relationship. And I think that's, I know that's one of the reasons that I keep going back and finding him over the years. And of course he makes me laugh out loud, yeah. And but it really is. It's all about those relationships. It's great. That's amazing. Well, Brian, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. This has been so much fun. It was a pleasure. I'm so grateful. This was a lot of fun for me as well. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's our pleasure. Yeah. Now, is there anything we can promote for you or how, how can we reach out to you? Are you on Twitter and all that stuff? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. My handle is at BGRICA, which is Bravo G Golf, R-I-C-C-A. I'm also on Facebook. I'm in a couple of the loyal little uh, Facebook groups, I guess I would say. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I would love to connect with other littles that are out here in central and western Massachusetts. Absolutely. Nice. Well, absolutely. Yeah, we never even got to. Have you ever been to a summer of littles or anything like that? I haven't. Unfortunately, they're usually, we take two weeks and go to the Outer Banks. Gotcha. Yeah. Usually yep. we are gone, unfortunately, but I've definitely looked into like, wow, I wonder if I could get to there and back. Mm. But um, yeah, so. Well, you're not too far. Keep an eye out for La Cheeserie Night next year. Yeah. That could be another one. That's so, true. Yep. Yes. And if you're ever down blast. here in New York, obviously get in touch with us because yes. we'd love to. Uh, I will find you for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll find you. All right. Well, thanks again, Brian. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Always over. And if it's a good enough friend, I'll Chuck Todd him. But if it's somebody I don't know, I don't think I'm comfortable doing that. But a good, <laughs> friend, a good friend will get Chuck Todded by me. Absolutely. Nice. No right. question. Or nice. you could just blame it on someone else. But anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, thanks again, Brian. We really appreciate the time. It was so fun to meet you. Thank you both so much. All right. All you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. This is Dean in Damascus with a single wide sink, and you're listening to Chuck and Roxy on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Brian Ricca, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Now, Roxy, I don't know if I've told this story or not on the podcast, but I think I might have a, not a solution, but a, what's the word I'm looking for? A reason for the water bill incident oh, that he wrote yeah. the email in. That's also fun for me. Now, I know it doesn't really do much for you, but... It reminds me of that time when Bill Pitcher came on and we're interviewing him. And then like at the last minute, he's like, oh, yeah, I was the guy that wrote the church organ jingle, mm -hmm. you know, and things like that. Or the mailbag theme, I mean. And I was just like, what? You know, that's like I'm almost having my DA moments because I'm like, I remember the email he wrote, but I had no idea it was Brian. Yeah. Now, you did some house sitting once. Yeah. Okay. Cat sitting. Cat sitting. <laughs> and I thought they were trying to like pull my leg and I didn't believe this. Okay. So friends of ours, I mean, they're friends of mine too now. They potty trained their cat. Right. Okay. Now I was like, come on, that's BS. That's now when I, they said potty train, I thought they meant the litter box. No. You know, not to just go poo poo the on the floor. The actual toilet littles. Now I'm guessing some of you have heard about this. I at the time had never heard of this. Yeah. There's a kit to help train your cat how to use the toilet. So they jump on it. They use the toilet. And then they jump off. And even when you told me, I didn't believe it. Now, this is going to be a little TMI. But there was one time where <laughs> I walked in and there was cat poop in the toilet. Right. Okay. Because Lady Holly went. That was her name, Lady Holly. Okay. But I still thought you were trying to like pull my leg and complete it with them. I thought you were in on it with them. Like I come over Where and they're talking like it came from. Well, no, no. I thought maybe you scooped it up and put it in the toilet to make me think that she went poo poo in the, no. in the toilet. Well, no. I didn't know. And I like, this is crap. There's no way. There's no way this Literally. is happening. Literally. There's no way this cat is climbing up on the toilet seat, pooping and then leaving. 
Now, what was her name again? Lady Holly. Lady Holly apparently didn't learn how to flush the toilet. But I'm guessing that that's a possibility. Probably. I mean, they, they push on things all the time. I mean, they when they use the litter box, they learn how to cover it. Right, exactly. With the litter, so. So I still totally believed that you all were setting me up to make me go crazy <laughs> like this cat could actually do it. And then I'll go around saying, oh, this cat actually takes a poop in the toilet. But anyway, my theory for Brian is maybe the cat in the house was trained to do this, and while he was away, she or he was practicing to flush the toilet. Right. And maybe they just did it nonstop all day, and that's why the water bill was so high. Maybe. That's all I can think maybe. of, Brian. That's all I got for you. But I'm ch- telling you, oh, and what I was going to say is I finally believed it because at one point I walked by yeah. the bathroom and looked in, and what's her name? Lady Holly. Lady Holly was sitting on the toilet. Yeah. Now, I, I scared her, so she jumped. Right. And went away. I, I mean, I didn't mean to. I just walked by. Yeah, you know, she I didn't think close I, the door. What I, am I supposed to do? She got to close the door, <laughs> Lady Holly. I think I, I cat sat twice, and the first time was when I believed them, but I was hoping I would see it. Right. Like catch her in the act, and I didn't until the last day, and I was able to snap a picture, and she had this look of like deer in headlights, like <laughs> why are you taking a picture of me on the toilet? Well, but you're a cat on the toilet, so anyway. But then, yeah, the next time you were like, I still don't believe well, it. Well, and I still kind of didn't believe it because when I scared her away, walked up, there was no poop in the toilet. So I still didn't completely buy it. Like, was it yellow? No, I don't think she even, I don't, you know, honestly, I didn't even remember looking. I was looking for poop. There was no poop. So I'm just thinking, okay, she just happened to be up on the toilet. Right. But no, I'll admit at that point, okay, I started buying it. Like, yeah. oh, wow, maybe this is really a thing. <laughs> and then, of, of course, I've did some research since then. And sure, you can look thing. it up online. That's amazing to me. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing to me. Now, cats and, are awesome. And maybe they flush the toilet. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, let's get to some of our emails, shall All we? All right. We heard from Kristen LeBlanc, episode 176. I store my goober in the pantry and not in the fridge, and now I feel like I'm wrong. Oh. No, look, a lot of this all depends on how quickly you go through this stuff. There's people out there that will eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich once a month. Yeah. Maybe once a week, whatever. Right. Okay, those are the ones where I suggest maybe putting it in the fridge. I don't know. Maybe jelly, depending, maybe that jelly or jam or whatever it is in the goober can stay. I don't know, unrefrigerated. Just read the label. Basically, read the label. Right, just like with the butter, the label says refrigerate. <laughs> or freeze. Or freeze. It says freeze, so. But then there's people like, I have a brother-in-law who eats probably two peanut butter sandwiches every day, practically. Wow, It's wait. like. Which brother? Mike. Oh. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. And we have the same issue with the smooth and chunky. Hi, Mike, if you're listening. Yeah. It's like a major snack for him. It's like his go-to snack food. I didn't know that. He just slops some peanut butter. And it's usually not with jelly. It's just peanut butter. Well, now I know what I'm getting him for Christmas. But my point is that (laughs) it's just, he goes through peanut butter a lot. So Uh it's not a big deal. It's Mm -hmm. not a big deal. Okay. Then Kristen continues. He says, we've landed a man on the moon and we can't make a Reese's peanut butter cups paper not rip off the bottom of the cups. Right. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree with them. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't Where understand. Where are our priorities? I don't understand well, why they can't get that down. Yeah. Now, I will say, I thought about this after the last episode, and I think if you refrigerate them, it works better. Because obviously, this is when I think the chocolate melts. And right. I think it sticks to the paper. And then it maybe gets back to room temperature, and then it kind of sticks. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, mel- and here's the other thing, the other factor. We don't know how long these packages of Reese's Pieces... 
have been on the shelves. So sometimes by the time you, I mean, this happens with other candy and other chocolate. You buy it at the store in bulk or in a bag of whatever, and there's a bunch of them in there. You pull one out and it's fine. You pull another one out and it's half melted. Right. And you just didn't know. And you just didn't know. Right. That's why I think partly if, I'm not saying freezing it is good too. Right. But if you just bare minimum put it in the refrigerator. Maybe uh, it helps. And then take, I don't know. But I, I can see where people like it room temperature and you don't want to do that. Take it out, you unwrap it, and let it <laughs> thaw for a little bit. I guess. Yeah, but that's you need patience to do that, Roxy. You need patience. <laughs> All right. Next, we hear from Mike Brunell, episode 138. We haven't heard from Mike in a long time. He says, listening to the latest episode while at work, and I had to write in, A, growing up in Johnstown, I remember fondly our local James Way. That makes me feel so good. Mm-hmm. He says, also, there was an Ames in the city next door. Yeah, okay. I, it brings back some memories. Then he says, two. Oh, boy. The only acceptable word in front of chocolate is milk. White chocolate is an abomination. <laughs> now, although... Chuck loves white chocolate. He does say the only acceptable word. So then we heard from Steve yes, Oswald, who kind of disagrees a little bit. Yeah, Steve Oswald, episode two. I agree that white chocolate stinks, but adding a color to the word chocolate ensures that it's bad. What about dark chocolate? Ah. Come on, man. What are we even doing out here, man? See what he did there? Now, there was other ones, too. There's... Uh, what? Mint chocolate. Mint chocolate. I like mint chocolate. There's, there were other people chiming in with I like other chocolate with orange. Ooh, no, no, no. Like in a like a truffle. Mm. All right. Then lastly, we heard from Tony Beast in episode nine. He says, "So the man in the kitchen, trademarked, has a new challenge: Tillamook vanilla bean ice cream topped with Tillamook beef jerky and Reese's pieces." Whoa. Reese's Pieces. Just Whoa. kidding. I was just joking. I'm just joking. That's interesting. I'm just making sure. I'm trying to be an equal opportunity <laughs> podcast here where I know some people like it one way, some people like the other. We're adaptable uh, here. We're adaptable. No, no. It's. I always said Reese's Pieces. That's what I always said. I think I've used both. Oh, really? And then I would say one and think, no, I think it's the other. And okay. then I would say the other and no, that's the other. So let's go back to that because he sent this, I think, in an email and it said Tillamook vanilla bean ice cream. Now, first of all, he gets to the bottom of that because I wasn't sure what kind of ice cream it was. Mm-hmm. Vanilla bean ice cream topped with Tillamook beef jerky and Reese's Pieces. Okay. Then he said that could be epic or it might just be awful. And I definitely told him to take the over on the awful. Because yeah, that just I don't does, think. Th- yeah, that's not a good comedy. I mean, the Reese's Pieces, maybe. Maybe. Because that's just like a Reese's Pieces Sunday. beef jerky ice cream? No, no, no. Beef jerky in the ice cream. Like pieces of beef. Like the video he made, he was dipping beef jerky in the ice cream. Oh. Because it was by. I thought there's a Tillamook Oh, you thought there was like a flavor. Ooh. I don't know. Tillamook, get on that. Ooh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe don't. I don't really think that's going to (laughs) work. All right, Roxy. And last but not least, let's get into our fantasy football update. Well, actually, let's just talk real briefly I won again in the Loyal Littles Fantasy League, so mm-hmm. I'm still hanging in there at first. I'm in first place in our division. I did not win. You did not win. Steve Lipton beat you, I believe. Yep. Uh, All my players are injured. That's my prediction. And this was a tough week, as we'll hear about in a second, because of the buys. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of buys. There were six buys, I think, yeah. this week. But I'm going back. I'm predicting. I think Steve Lipton's going to win this. I do. Because I he still could. have to play him. He's mm-hmm. tough. I yep. see him coming up. He beat the guy that already beat me. So that was Eric Barnes. And yeah, so that's trouble. Now, as we know, in our guillotine league, we have to say goodbye to somebody every week. So cue the music and Roxy, let's make a phone call. Okay. Chuck. Tiny Chuck. How's it going? going You're live on the air with Chuck and Roxy. (laughs) Tiny Chuck, 
gets the chop in this week's guillotine league. Now, we had Ritz on to plead his case, so we're doing the same for you, Tiny Chuck. What happened? Uh, yeah, that's exactly I knew it. it. I think I called it. Not you did. You kind of texted me before the weekend started. Yeah. Yes. I was like, if I can make it through this week, then... No, it should be okay because I've got like six or seven people. Now, this is bad magic, but I have like six or seven people on by. Right. That's crazy. So I didn't have a whole lot of options to plug and play. And I tried a few moves on the wire that didn't pan out and got a couple of scrubs on the free wire. Now, it's, and, it's funny because I remember the draft night. We were all on a Zoom. Yeah. I don't think you were there, though. No. I don't know if you were actually drafting or not. And if you were, I don't think you were on the Zoom call. But yeah. I remember Smitty Scoop, Patrick Smith, and I think it was Bill Isaacson. And D- everyone was like, oh, you can't worry. Don't worry about the buys. You can't right. worry about the buys. You got to get there first, you know, because the first like five or six yeah. weeks, there's no buys. Right. So I understood that. But I'm sitting there thinking like, eh, it does play a factor. You got to kind of in the back of your head. Oh, yeah. Think about it. Yeah. You know, especially sure, if, you, yeah. if you're drafting people that have four different teams have the, the buy on the same right. day, you're, you're screwed. Yeah. So you got to remember that. Mm-hmm. But Oh, totally. Yeah. Especially if you're on this kind of league where, you, you know, if you lose, you're out. It's not yeah. like you, yeah. can, oh, you just well, have a I'll bad week. A right. I'll be good. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's the doomsday scenario was that I thought I could weather Sweet the bye. storm. Right. Yeah. Didn't happen. So in the immortal words of... In sync. Bye bye bye. <laughs> Maybe bye bye bye. Maybe bye bye. Well, it was nice knowing you. Oh, we, we barely man. knew you, Chuck. Well, good luck, Chuck. I'm rooting for you. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, we were. Better. We're hanging in there. We're. Yeah. We actually. It's. This is how hilarious these leagues are. The first week, the very first week, when Smitty Scoop went out, our illustrious commissioner of the league. We were the closest to second. We almost went out. Yeah. We only won by like, I think it was like two or three points. Mm -hmm. We were almost out the first week. Mm -hmm. And then since then, we've not been that. I'm going to knock on wood right now as you hear that. We haven't been that low since. Right. So you just never know. One of those years, it's like you could have a one week where you score like 160 points and the next week you score like 90. Yeah. (laughs) Right. There's no consistency. No. Maybe it's just like there's parody or something. Well, then you got to factor Hey, one thing I want to ask you guys. So you guys are a power couple (laughs) in the world. Sure. So how do you go about figuring out who you want and who you want to drop and all that? Do you like? Oh, it's all on Chuck. All right. Full disclosure. Okay. Well, that's not complete. That's not. It's never Brady. You can't drop Brady, right? Well, right. Well, we've been discussing because because she has Brady in the loyal Littles. Fantasy, fantasy football league mm-hmm. okay as her main quarterback and she's been stinking she was doing really well she was at one point like four and two four and three yeah and now you've run this like four game losing streak because well, of him basically it's not just because of him well not just all of, but all of my wide receivers are injured questionable out so uh, i've had uh, to pick up others and obviously they're not predicted to get as many points so i'm but she's realizing quickly that brady's not on his he's, top game this year. No, he's definitely not. Right. He should have stayed retired, and that should have been it. Yeah. but Then his yeah. life maybe would have been a little bit nicer. So anyway, she, <laughs> was, <laughs> she was with me during the draft. and yeah. But yeah, most of the other moves that we've made for the guillotine league, I've basically done on my own. She yeah. trusts me. She yeah. trusts me. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And yep. which is her mistake, but that's okay. And hey, I've been doing uh, it for ten years. So. Oh, but uh, you know, it's okay. You know, I, I've been doing okay. Obviously, you know, ever since that second yep. first week, we've been up in the top uh-huh. four or five, I'd say. Yeah. So um, again, yeah, knocking on wood because I'm, I'm. We're totally <laughs> right? jinxing this whole thing. That's okay though. 
but from- listen, Chuck, I, I mean, it was nice knowing you and we appreciate you coming on to lick your wounds <laughs> And uh, oh, yeah, it was very fun. I, I hope we do it again next year because I, I, I think it's a, a neat concept. Cool. Of, I'm kind of bummed that you dropped out of the Loyal Littles Fantasy Football League to do this. You only want you were like, I only have time for one of these because you have other leagues on your own with your friends and stuff. Got one other, it's just too many players, to yeah. But because I'm like, I'm actually having a good season, Chuck. I'm leading our division, so I kind of mm-hmm. wish oh, you good. were probably because I wasn't there, probably, probably, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, anyway. All right, Chuck. Well, thank you so much. And uh, hey, I made it halfway, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, right. That's you did. Good. You made it over halfway. That's it's like good. you're on the. It's if we were playing Survivor, you'd be on the jury. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know that's a good Sweet. thing. Mm-hmm. So actually, yep. I think that would be a fun league if it's like this, the guillotine league, and then after the halfway point, all the players who get chopped are on the jury, and then at the end of the season, out of the final two, they vote who they think should win. Yeah, based on their yep. strategy. Based on picking. their strategy, Ooh, their that's draft. Cool. Right? I think that could be a yeah. survivor fantasy football league. Yeah. That would be fun. Right? Anyway, wow. People are thinking I'm crazy in the right. <laughs> All right, Chuck. Well, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Later, Tiny Chuck. Bye. All right, Roxy. That's all the time we have for this episode. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. That includes you, Michael. You can go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything is there. Email, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And you can also go to lachiserie.com and click on our link. Absolutely. It's all there. And remember, if you do listen to us on iTunes and Apple, go over there and give us a nice rate and review. We really appreciate that. Thank you, Brian Ricca, for coming on to Meet the Littles again today. And thank you, Kristen LeBlanc, for our new French... That was exciting. Yeah. French little bumper. And Dean and Damascus for a new one. That was fun, too. And, of course, Tony K for the bumper and the continued shout-outs. We yes. really appreciate that. Thank you. And Carol in the background. Yes, we hear you. <laughs> Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. So remember, as we said in the opening, if you want to grab the book, Today I Feel, by Brad Phillips' wife, Kate, you don't even have to go to Amazon. Just go to Aaron'sBooks.com. It's there. Aaron'sBooks.com. And make sure you use the code LLPOD and you get 15% off. Or if you need a grip for your stick, Roxy. Go to stickgrip.com. Or if you need fog-free eyewear. Go to fogfreeeyewear.com. Also use the code. LLPOD. And remember, Littles, the most important thing about today is get out there and vote. Hopefully this will provide some entertainment if you have to be waiting in that long line. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. You're a little? You (laughs) listen to that show too?
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Wow. Oh, yeah.